0: Here's Lisa, living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald.
1: Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined, in this particular case, rejoined by yet another phenomenal guest. So who is my returning guest of today? Well, what I can tell you is that Mitchell Leedy is a TEDx speaker, an international best-selling author of over 60 books. That's right, 60. His superpower is extracting the genius from your head in a three-hour interview so that his team can ghostwrite your book, publish it, distribute it, and make you an Amazon bestselling author in four months. He is an accomplished entrepreneur who has created 20, that's right, 20 businesses in Silicon Valley, including four publishing companies that have published over 850 books. He's provided strategic consulting to over 100 companies and has been chairman of the board of a NASDAQ listed company. Mitchell has been happily married for 30 years and regularly spends four weeks in Europe with family and friends. One more time item to share is that he's interviewing 500 thought leaders on credibility and has lots of insight. Visit the credibility search engine at thoughtleaderlife.com to learn more. Welcome to Living Carelessly, my friend. How are you, Mitchell?
2: <laughs> Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Always good How to are live you? carelessly. <laughs> I'm doing awesome. Thank you. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. Well, I'm so happy to have you back here because once again, we have not only as my sponsor do I bring my sponsors back once a year, but because of exactly who you are, you've always got major things that that happen within that span of having last interviewed you to bringing you back onto Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. And the one subject that I really want to talk about that you've brought me into the fold with, which I'm immensely grateful and excited for, is the global credibility expert, the, the expert credibility series. So let's talk a little bit about that. What came to you? What was the inception of this? What got things crystallized for you, Mitchell? And what does this all entail?
2: Oh, absolutely. So let let's uh, so just for those that like to see the bigger picture first. Uh, I am a significantly different person now than I was uh, when we did the show together. And my, my role in life is to bring credibility to the world. Okay, now let's mm-hmm. answer your question. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, and, and, and we've got a summit coming up. So I'm looking forward to, to talking about that. So what, what was interesting is uh, in 2018, I, I flipped my publishing company. So between 2005 and 2017, I published over 800 books. And I think we talked last time I was serving the wrong audience. I was serving the audience of people who would write their own books versus those people who just was so busy, so successful, wanted to get books done for them. And what we would do is we would go straight and publish for them. And, and about a year-ish uh, into running that, maybe it was six months, I actually realized I needed a new title. And so I switched the the way I was I was presenting myself from the aha guy, which by the way I still love the aha guy, and uh, I switched to global credibility expert. And a couple months after that, now I've been in Silicon Valley for for uh, twenty five years. I've been practicing thought. I'm sorry, thirty years. Um, why are my numbers are off? Uh, <laughs> I've been practicing thought leadership for twenty five years. That's where that number came from. And uh, and so what was interesting is I felt comfortable with the title, but I wanted somebody to look at me and pat me on the back and say, yep, that's it. That's the title. You deserve it. And uh, and so I woke up one morning and what I woke up with was this simple thought. Napoleon Hill, 500 millionaires, think and grow rich. Mitchell Levy, 500 thought leaders. And I, at the time, I didn't know the title of my book. And so uh, it was about, 17 months later i am now done as of august i am now done uh, interviewing 500 thought leaders on credibility Woo-hoo! happy to say happy to say you're one of them and, and I'm
1: uh super proud of that thank you
2: Oh, uh, you are so welcome and so many beautiful things came out of the interviews so i'll i'll list a cacatini and then you could we could figure out what what to go next so uh, the definition of credibility in the dictionary is wrong. Um, I will fix that. I have new words <laughs> I want to add to the dictionary, uh, cred dust, cred crud, and a bunch of others. Um, I recognize there are some people when they look at that and they hear that word, they, they, they just think that credibility and trust are the same thing, and they are not. And it mm-hmm. turns out that credibility is not just a word. Credibility is a way in which you can live. And as we move forward in, in, in the world and what we're doing, living with credibility, living with integrity and authenticity and vulnerability, living with our ability to show intent, show commitment, being likable, which is sharing cred dust, something you do amazingly well, showing respect for other people. Those are all components and a couple more associated with the, the updated definition of credibility and living that way is a beautiful way to live. And so what I've recognized is I've looked around the planet and I've been waiting for maybe decades for somebody to come along and say, Hey, listen, I, I want to live life in a different way. I want to live life, Lisa, the way you and I live life. I mean, mm-hmm. we'd ever, we never did a physical contract and what we did, or if we did, I don't remember. And you and I talked about it. We were pretty straightforward and, and we're very transparent in our feelings. And mm-hmm. it turns out that we agreed on doing something and we've been friends for, for a while. And, and now we're doing exactly what we said to whether or not there's a contract or not. We're doing exactly what we promised each other. Absolutely. Now, the cool part is if you're listening to this and you go, that's kind of cool. And the short answer is, yes, it is. Now, imagine that being every interaction you have. How much cooler would it be to be going through life where every interaction is just one that's just purely credible, that people just say what they do and they, and they mean it? And I know there's a bunch of shit in the world that and, and a lot of posers who take advantage of others. And as technology improves, it'll be very easy to ferret out those people. As technology mm-hmm. improves and you can't hide from past indiscretions, as technology improves and I get to see you uh, from a technical perspective, I get to see your personal Yelp score of how you've interacted with other people just like me. When I get to see that, the interesting part is you 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 are somebody that if you want me to see you, you want me to, to play with you, you want me to interact with you, you're going to have to pass those scores, pass those bars. And so the interesting part is, is I, I have a framework, and that is the updated definition of credibility. And what I'm doing is uh, on October 9th and 10th, and we'll, we'll be running summits every, every six months, is I'm introducing a new concept. And that concept is uh, Credibility Nation. And with Credibility Nation, the, the primary, the primary uh, goal or primary focus is to create a I, I was I'm playing around with words Lisa so tell me what you think about this. It's sort of a okay. I don't know if I should just say it's a uh, it's a it's a credibility full or a dubious free non-geopolitical entrepreneurial uh, environment for people to interact. How does that sound? Is that too many words in one place?
1: I need to process that. I gotta write all that down because I'm very visual. I'm very visual. So if I'm going to do you justice and do you service, then I'm not going to do it just because I'm on the spot to respond. I'm going to really put some thought into that because I so, value what you're doing. And, and wording and succinct messaging is everything in, in which to translate and resonate with the collective. So please allow me the opportunity to, to take time to process that and I will get back to you.
2: Hey, Lisa, so let me be quiet. I'm going to say one thing because this is important for the audience to hear. And then I'll let you uh, ask the next question. So I wanted you to hear we're doing this live. And I wanted you to hear Lisa's response. Just rethink about Lisa's response. How amazingly beautiful it was because she responded with both integrity and vulnerability. Right. I put her on the spot. It was, And by the way, this is the first time I said that publicly. So it may not be anywhere, not, not about the summit, but about the what is this thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I've said it in my head. It sounded really good in my head. But this is the first time I say in public I elected just to do it online. And Lisa's response was simply, you know, I recognize the importance of this. I need to think about it. Let me get back to you. And you know what? That is such a beautiful thing to say. I have so much more respect. well, I, I don't know if you I, I could say so much more. i I at least I absolutely adore you. i I love you completely and and but you've just reinforced the importance of how do you respond when you don't know the exact answer at the right time. So thank you for that.
1: Well, thank you for your kind words. and i I appreciate that. That means a lot coming. From you specifically Mitchell because you too know how much I adore you and how much I love you and respect you and I want to go back to something that you said because I thought it was quite pivotal so when you talked about in terms of how you and I came to meet each other and you know we did it on faith we did it on belief we did it on giving each other the benefit of the doubt that all underscoring credibility so where there was no existent physical contract it, to me, I, I look upon that, what instant, instantaneously came to me, Mitchell, as you were saying that, was universal contract because when you're in alignment with your own credibility, when, when you understand and recognize your own value system, and presupposing that when we're talking about someone's value system as it correlates to the subject matter of credibility, When you're kind, when when you understand and embrace reciprocity, when your actions do, in fact, match up with your words. And that spans, you know, that's why I have no qualms if we look at just the one social media platform of Facebook and things come up in my Facebook memory. The things that might seem more timely or might resonate with people more today as a result of COVID and really when we talk about connection and we talk about being there for other people because we're collectively all in this together, I, those were my sentiments about life in, in general, the fragility of life in general. Years ago, things that come up 10 years ago where it was like poo-pooed away because, you know, whatever was going on in each person's individual life who may have come across what it was I uploaded from 10 years ago. You know, it, it wasn't central to their reality. This is the first time in my lifetime in the course of history where we are all sitting in the same Vote. So people are thinking differently, people are engaging differently, people are connecting differently, um, people are reprioritizing differently, and people are going, okay, this is a, a paramount, pivotal opportunity for me personally to be part of the collective solution. And the solution might not be how do we eradicate this pandemic, but what it might be is how can I understanding that I too feel fragile I too feel vulnerable and all my brothers and sisters around the world are going through the same thing but in the way that I can be a contributor or the way I can be a thought leader or the way I can roll up my sleeves and and take action and not wait for somebody else to do that on my behalf how can I now through the the lens of pandemic and how we've all been to some degree immobilized or we've been you know we've been transferred into this place of awakening, what then can I do knowing that there's always somebody who's perceivably got it worse? How can I credibly show up for my community? How can I show up for my kids if I'm in a position of having to homeschool, but I don't necessarily have that inherent skill set or that personal passion or desire or drive? How do I show up for people who are more perhaps um, in a higher category of risk where I can't necessarily see them but I can wave to them through a window or put up a sign that they can read that says I love you we're in this together you know so I think this is the perfect opportunity to be having exactly in real time this conversation Mitchell because I think people now are their hearts are open their, self, their ability to be self-reflective is now opening, and people can go, okay, rather than me demanding my needs or what I need, what I want, the question has always been, but I think this is the first time people are tapping into it, what can I do for you? How can I help you help yourself? How can I empower you to empower others? And so I think that's all about universal contract. I think the more clear about the type of human being you choose to deliberately show up to want to be every single day for anyone and everyone who has an opportunity to cross paths with you, that's credibility.
2: I, I Lisa, I, 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 oh, that was beautiful. And and so you. and And I just... In in the if you're looking at the evolution of of humankind, what's what's really interesting is let's and I'm going to make it really simple. Before the industrial age, and I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna name it something new. I'm just gonna call it the village economy
0: mm-hmm.
2: because we didn't have communication. We lived in villages, and. When you were, let's say, a proprietor in a village, we'll just use the baker, when you were the baker in the village and you're doing a great job and one day you start baking stuff that gets people sick, well, you know, there isn't a baker police <laughs> that's going to come by and arrest you or do anything bad. What's going to happen is the the village itself, the villagers themselves, would self-correct. And what would happen if the baker didn't actually fix whatever was wrong? They would eventually be ostracized. All right. Then we uh-huh. entered the industrial age. The industrial age, which by the way, we're still in the industrial age. The industrial age was an age in which we cared about, we cared about self, we cared about the company. We cared about the man. We cared about like this one higher power that we all looked up to this company who was supposed to give us employment for our entire life and get us ready for retirement. And we didn't have to do anything, but think about this one, one thing and one place to work. And that was, that was the industrial age. And I used to say we were still, that we moved to the internet age, but I'm still, I'm going to say, no, we didn't. We are still in the industrial age. We just have technology to to push the horrible processes that came out of the industrial age, we have technology that now pushes that at a faster rate. So where mm-hmm. are we moving? We're moving to the global village. So in the global village, this this is what I was getting at before. Moving to the global village, you can't hide from your past discretions. On the other hand, those people who know 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 love and trust you, know like and trust you, those people will recommend you. So word of mouth marketing is most important. And In that village, who you are and how you interact, there's no difference between work and play. Because if you do Mm -hmm. it right, you love what you do. And what's interesting is you have to show up. And when you show up, Lisa, just like you talked about, you have to be there for those around you. And so Mm -hmm. we're in this transformation between the industrial age to the global village. And any transformation is painful. Any transformation has has risk. Any transformation has people saying, tell me what to do. And our governments are not doing that. And subsequently, you could take a look at governments around the world and who's in charge. It's somebody who's promising to give them a better life, but they don't even know what that is. And Mm -hmm. so I would say what was fascinating, and I don't mean this was good in any way, shape or form, or if I say uh, Corona sucks. Okay. Let's just say that. And let me just say there was one thing that Corona did that we haven't seen on this planet in a long time, and that is it has woken up the entire planet at the same time that said, hey, my life today is not what I thought it was. I thought mm-hmm. I loved the way I woke up every morning and commuted to work and did my job and came home and cared about somebody else. And 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 I was hoping at one point in time I'd retire. And that's when I'll spend time with my family. And just, by the way, it's too late at that time. um And, and so Corona has woken up everyone to take a look and evaluate their existence. Mm-hmm. And so I think it fast forwarded, maybe it was 5, 10, 20 years in terms of Fast forwarding where we're moving towards. And so now it's time. Where are we going? And how are we going to get there quicker? And uh, and I, I I I have I'm offering up an opportunity. If we get there with credibility, that would be really cool.
1: Well, I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And I think the timing couldn't be more spot on for this because I think people are hungry for truth-telling. I think people are hungry for truth-tellers. I think people are hungry to know who in fact is in their tribe, right? Where they don't have to look over their shoulder or they don't have to wait for the other shoe to drop. Because just being connected to people like you and being connected to people like me, that's an endorsement within itself. Because you and I are not the type of people who would ever want to have our names attached to anything that's shady or seedy or deceptive, or anything that would be perceivably misleading for other people. So I think the fact that you came up with that, and the timing in which you came up with that, it's just absolutely brilliant. And again, I think that's universally aligned, right? I mean, when we we go back to talking about your ahas, and, you know, when we talk about downloads, we talk about uh, things that are cathartic, things like In the way of epiphanies there's no coincidence to that and so because the pandemic has forced us to go within and even if we were already somewhat a self-actualized person or we were already empathetic or we were already givers and doers and thought leaders and and bringing people along for the ride you know so that they themselves could tap into what it is that is their gift that they can share with the rest of the world so I, I think this is just absolutely brilliant, and I mean, for someone like me who's always insatiably curious, for somebody who's always looking for the solution, for me who's you know who's always looking for a way in which to further pay it forward and be of service, I am right on the gravy train with all of this.
2: <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and and as a matter of fact, you you are so much on the train that at that and because of who you are. I asked if you would be um be happy to speak at the summit. So it's the inaugural credibility nation summit on October 9th and 10th and you so graciously said yes. And
1: uh well, I know. I mean really anybody who says no to that it's because they've got something to hide that makes them not credible. <laughs>
2: uh, I, I wish so I I so I I wish I could say yes to that. And and I so let me, but, but let me give you a, a slightly different, let me give you a slightly different uh, a, a take on that answer. So the way I've defined it, and, and I'm happy to give you the definition of credibility, you know, in more detail, or, or you could just search my sites because I've already have it there. And, and my book um, called Credibility Nation is dropping on October 8th. And if I have to say so, or if I'm going to say so, I, I reread it yesterday for the first time. What I'm going to say, what I mean by the first time is, Lisa, you know how how important it is that sometimes we just have to, you know, when we put the, uh, how to say, the anal part of our lives in place where we want to get mm-hmm. things right, right. Mm-hmm. And so the book, I've been writing it since interview 250, <laughs> it it and 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 now it's it's, uh, it, and my my uh, my product manager is getting so mad at me because. <laughs> We need to, I'm running really late for an October 8th, uh, uh, deadline. And, but I read it yesterday where most of the sort of funny stuff, right? Just the, the words were in the wrong place. The, the appendices were in the wrong place. And, and I, and I, I'm just going to say, I think it's the best work I've ever done. and And I've done some really cool stuff and that's really, that's a big thing. I'm so excited to see how this, how this goes. So let me answer the question. So. If if you're in Credibility Nation, and and, and, I, and I have a pledge for that, and I, and I don't think I've seen your pledge yet, Lisa. I'd love you to take the pledge. So if you're in Credibility Nation, the thing is you're just acting honorably, it might be an interesting way to say. And if you're not in Credibility Nation, you're in Dubious Nation. Now, here's what. by the way, I needed a nemesis, okay? I mean, when you're doing a movement – uh, when you're doing when you when you're when you're creating a category in the in, in, with business tech, business uh, verbiage, you need a you need a nemesis, and I just it's not how I work. I don't want to say this person's good and that person's bad or this company's good and that company's bad. So instead, I just said I created a credibility nation on one side and dubious nation on the other. So here's what I have to say: when you said if if somebody doesn't want to speak at my my event or. I invited lots of people who said no, to to coming on and, and being one of the five hundred. And Are you serious? Oh yes, it was very shocking actually, um, and and what I what I said to myself was, uh, is it either they don't recognize what what's going on, or they don't recognize the value, or and so here's what I'm going to say, even even though I consider myself credible. In most of my interactions, there are times where I act in a dubious way. I mean, I think as humans we always do, and mm-hmm. so it there's always opportunities to, you know, there are times where I give an answer where I don't really know that I'm doing my best to be good. And my wife, by the way, has has decided that she is now my accountability partner for dubious nation. So whenever I whenever I uh, say something dubious, uh, she goes wait, honey, did you mean that? <laughs> and, and so I want to say a lot of times people are dubious or it's possible that they didn't want to be in the summit or they didn't want to come in an interview because they were potentially taught wrong, right? They were educated yeah. in an incorrect way. Uh, let me give you a, a, a great example. This one kills me. So I interviewed 500 people. I'm gonna say to you, I'm gonna define what the word early means and what the word on time means and what the word late and super late means, okay? Okay. So early, when you're on a podcast, is being there 10 minutes or before. That's early. Mm -hmm. Being on time is between nine minutes and four minutes, right? Because if you're doing a podcast and you're live, by the way, these interviews I did live. So when you're Mm -hmm. doing a podcast and you're live and the person's not there, at the four minute mark you're starting to Mm panic. okay Mm -hmm. and particularly I was doing uh, I was doing 10 to 12 meeting half hour meetings back to back um when I was doing it Tuesdays Thursdays at sometimes I had 12 meetings back to back like six hours straight and and so what was really fascinating oh so late is three minutes to zero and super late is after the hour so, mm-hmm. Lisa, let me tell you now. Now, I'm going to say these are people who acted dubiously. It doesn't mean they're in dubious nation. Twenty-three <laughs> percent of the interviewees came late, of which four percent came after the hour. Wow. Yeah. So, so I, let me just put it in, in clear terms. You're speaking to the global credibility expert on your credibility, and you think it's credible to come after the hour for a live show. <laughs> It, trust me, that is not credible. It, it, right. Let's put it a different way. If you were a salesperson and we had a meeting scheduled, you got lucky enough to be on your prospects time frame. And if it was me, if you were trying to sell me something and you came late to our meeting, you are not going to make a sale that day. You may never make a sale with me if you continue that operation.
1: That's right. Bingo.
2: So, so what I'm going to say to you is I think that's education. Right, Because in the industrial age, we were taught to stack meeting after meeting. Mm-hmm. We were taught that the more meetings we could have in a day, the more productive we are. The more productive we are, the more successful we'll be. Mm-hmm. And what it, what you're really doing, and so let me just do it differently for those that are wondering, Yeah, Mitchell, I don't know if I agree with you. All right, let's just look at respect. If you come to a podcast 10 minutes early, you're showing respect. Even if you mm-hmm. come on time... You're showing respect. So, if you have a meeting with people you're interacting with, and one meeting goes late, and then all the meetings in your day go late, you are disrespecting everyone on your calendar. How does that that's sound? True.
1: Not credible.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's Lisa. That's an education thing. So I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just trying to I'm trying to um, recognize that if you were brought up a particular way and you learned a certain approach you have to unlearn some of the things that, that you were originally brought up with.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like that you have it broken down into the credible category versus the dubious category. Because how is it that we learn if we don't have contrast, right? Mm. So contrast, contrast in itself is its own mirror to show back, the reflection of what is correct, what is in alignment with, in this particular case, the interpretation or the definition of credibility, where then in our own self-examination, self-reflection, are we prepared to look at the areas that we might be deficient? And it might not be deliberate or out of malice or intentionality, but it might be more, you know what, No one shone the light of that on me. And I actually appreciate you having taken the time to care enough about my own growth, my own expansion, my own credibility to put the mirror back on me to go, I'm either in alignment with what Mitchell is saying, or I'm for the most part in alignment, but these are the areas where perhaps I'm out of alignment. And as a result of now seeing it as clearly as what Mitchell has made it, by having the dubious versus the credibility. Now I know where I fit. And now I know that I don't want to have one foot in one world and one foot perceivably in another world. I want both my feet to be planted firmly and staunchly in the credibility nation arena. And that's how.
2: Lisa, that was beautifully, uh, you cut out for a second. So I'm just going to fill in. That was beautifully said. (laughs) <laughs> and uh and so i'll just move on for a second because it's possible uh with lisa uh let's see let me see what question would i ask next ah perfect so the i sort of gave your hint about this um let's say you recognize that you 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 have one foot and and this is so beautiful uh at least i'm just gonna be using <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna be using this from now on um so thank you for my aha message uh let's say you have one foot in credibility nation one foot in dubious nation and you recognize that you don't want to be straddling the fence you recognize that you really want to have both feet in credibility nation and it's really hard for you well once you understand the the definitional components and the things, and once again the, the book Credibility Nation will, will help point that out. The actions that many people will be demonstrating going forward will, will point that out. And the thing that's fascinating is sometimes we need other people to help us see ourselves. And so what you may want to do is you may want to find an accountability sponsor. Right. And so it's somebody who you feel that you trust implicitly that that actually fully sits in credibility nation. And you ask that person just to point out when you're not in credibility nation and, you know, having accountability sponsors, beautiful. And, and, and the world I see going forward is one in which, even when you're in a meeting in front of a bunch of people if everyone can act upon in, in a way that they can help each other be more credible, i.e. be more successful, have more fun, enjoy what they do, deliver value to other people, to be that servant leader, to, to be that person who who actually delivers value in, in each and every interaction others. others, if, if you could have accountability sponsors that help you do that, uh, that's actually a beautiful thing, and and so that's one of the things that I would find very, very important, very valuable. Lisa, did you make it back yet? All right, I'll move on. So, the by the way, thanks for asking the question. What is truly the definition of credibility? Okay, got that. <laughs> so let me give it to you, Mitchell. So, I, as I uh. As I alluded to. Oh, you're back. Uh, so I was going to, yeah. by the way, I, I pretended you asked me a couple questions. So the next one is... No, no, uh, no. No,
1: no that's, that's perfect. I mean, I love <laughs> improv. Let's run with improv. But what I love about what you said about the accountability sponsor piece was that what that's also indicative of to me is a person who deems themselves, characterize themselves, regards themselves as credible... But again, there's all, we, all, we all recognize as students of life, there's always room for improvement. And we all know, for all of us, we don't know what we don't know. So because we can't be fully objective when it comes to ourselves and how we're perceived, perhaps, it doesn't matter how well-intentioned we are, there's always going to be, whether it be other people's lenses, operating half full, half empty, more pessimistic and skeptical than, than optimistic and encouraging, whatever the case may be for how it is that we're being perceived. But for me, anybody who recognizes the benefit, the accelerated uh, infrastructure of benefit to having an accountability sponsor, that in itself, before they even take that to the next level, and get partnered up with a so-called person in which to do that and to hone their own credibility, that underscores to what degree that person is in fact credible. Because credible people are the people who are quite willing to dismantle the ego, right? Mm. So absolutely they are. So people who recognize that they're, they're flawed because we're human, so everybody comes with flaws, everybody comes with baggage, everybody comes with scars, everybody comes with uh, misconceived notions, right? People come with prejudice and bias and all those things. So if a person is really on the path, the committed path, in this case, to becoming even more so credible, they would only be apt to embrace the idea, the concept, and the partnership of aligning themselves with an accountability sponsor, if being as credible as possible was the ultimate goal. And if it's not the ultimate goal, then ego is still a factor that's at play, and that's still going to somehow waver to what degree they've got one foot in the dubious category and one foot in the credibility factor uh, category, in my personal opinion.
2: No I, no, I I uh, <laughs> I I love that, and I, I if you didn't hear, I just thought your 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 focus before of saying one foot in credibility and one foot in dubious is so beautiful, um, and I, I I told you I was uh, what I said was I'm going to use that, and and we're appropriate. Oh, I, I heard keep, all that. I heard I all good, that, and good. I said, run with it. I will be spreading <laughs> your cred dust and sharing that when, and give you attribution as appropriate. And I, I think, I, I think it's just an interesting, uh, it's just an Can interesting. Can I
1: say one more thing? Can I say yeah, one please. more thing, Mitchell? I'm going to lose yeah. this. And I think this is really important as it speaks to credibility. Cause you said something at the top of the hour that was so bang on, right? There is a distinct uh, discerning difference between credibility versus trust because let's just say there's one particular aspect or domain of interest, passion or purpose that makes a certain individual 100% credible with whatever that aspect is, with whatever the face is of that to the majority of people who would associate them with that 100% credibility factor with whatever it is they're impassioned by or whatever their succinct messaging is. But credibility for me, It's not just being credible where it's convenient to be credible or where the optics of it look good or the right audience. You know, you want buy-in from that audience. Credibility at the core and at the crux means you do it when it's not convenient. You do it when you're uncomfortable. You do it when you're out of your comfort level. You do it with strangers, not just the audience that appeals to your messaging and that being aligned with your brand or whatever the case may be. If you're going to be seen and if you're going to self-proclaim that you are credible, you do it in every opportunity, every single situation, every single exchange. That's 100% credible, not just when it suits you and not when it's easy and not when it's comfortable.
2: Yes. Yes. Perfect. So, by the way, that was a good reminder. I should I should finish the the quick definition of credibility.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, right now, when you look at the def- the dictionary, what it says is that uh, credibility is the demonstration of trustworthiness, and so mm-hmm. I, I would say that is that is one third accurate. Um, and and I even want to redefine uh, what trustworthiness means, um, but we'll just say being trustworthy is one third of the definition of credibility. There are two other components and we always love that expression. And I decided that it was the perfect expression. We do business with those we know, like, and trust. We want to interact with people that we know, like, and trust. So the definition of credibility is being known, being likable and being trustworthy. Mm -hmm. And what I'll say is being known doesn't mean I know of you. Being known means I understand your desire to serve others. I understand your intent, your commitment, and your integrity.
0: Mm-hmm. So that
2: means I really know this person. Uh, being likable, uh, Lisa, you are like 100% likable. Being likable yeah. is 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 there two, two components of likability. One, share the stage with others. You did that really well. And then show respect for those people you interact with, which is essentially uh, kind of Come early, be prepared, come with your heart. And being trustworthy, um, I did a TED Talk in uh, 2018. Actually, it was two, technically 2017, but didn't show up to 2018. So I always have a hard time, what do I say? But I did that TED Talk and I was only 70%, 75% accurate in my definition of trust. What I called trust at the time was demonstrating authenticity, integrity, and vulnerability. And we talked about mm-hmm. a number of those words, you know, and, and when we're here, I want to add one more piece to that. And so trust or being trustworthy is not just that, you're, that you have integrity and authenticity and not just that you're vulnerable, which is one of the things you demonstrate at the beginning of the conversation. It is also that you're coachable and you're a lifelong learner
0: because
2: mm-hmm. yes. life is changing too fast not to be that person.
1: Mm hmm. So, well, and and what what epitomizes what really underscores to what degree you are so aligned with your own messaging, it's not lip service, is the examples that you cite, you always use yourself as the example of, you know, you even said that 75% in my talk. 75%, 75%, I would say in retrospect, in hindsight, 2020, that I was probably accurate. You always use yourself as the example of what you've now self-corrected or retaught or expanded your knowledge base or in what ways you've become more coachable. Therefore, you've become more enlightened. you become more open to what you, know, you don't know, what you don't know. I mean, Uh, People who can use themselves as the example for what they did wrong, where they went wrong, uh, and what they did with that opportunity of going, okay, how do I self-correct here? How do I turn 75% into 100%? And maybe when I interview you this time next year, you look back and you think you were at that 100%, but then you say, no, I was actually at 85%, because this is how much more... (laughs) this is how much more I've been willing to expand upon learning things or unlearning things simultaneously. You always use yourself as the example, and you always use yourself as an example, not in the ways of what you're doing correctly and you excel at and, you, you, you know, people love you, but you use yourself as the example of the things where you have gone wrong or where you have been mistaken or you were a little bit short-sighted that's what makes you the credibility factor, leader, nation, guru, <laughs> expert that you are, right? Because, because people who oftentimes what I think makes a lot of so-called experts not credible is the fact that they still point out at what everyone else is doing wrong, or only if they're aligned with them can they up their game. What you do is you're vulnerable, you're credible, you're trustworthy by using yourself as the example of showing to what degree you two are fallible, mm. to what degree you two are human, to what degree you are a student of life who's forever learning and receptive to learning. You, you've got this all figured out. You're brilliant.
2: <laughs> you're kind. Hey, I, I just thought I'd react to that. So here's the interesting part. At this stage, like, I feel like, oh, man, I got a great handle on this. And so when you first said that, and and this is human nature, the ego. So we just published a book um, uh, by Steve Rogers, uh, used to be a former former, uh, Warren Buffett CEO of a $25 billion entity. And his book is called The Iggy Principles. And it's ego versus or eggy versus ego, invite good in or invite God in versus edge good out or edge God out. And Mm -hmm. when you first say, Mitchell, you're going to come back next year and you're going to say you're 80, 85%, the ego kicks in. And it goes, wait, no, Lisa, I got it now. (laughs) Right. And, Mm -hmm. but then, but the truth is, I don't know what I'm going to know a year from now. And if, if if I'm introduced to all these people talking about all these things and all these different approaches to how do we get to a better world, start getting integrated into Credibility Nation, the answer is yes, by definitionally, uh, by definition I'll be a different person a year from now than I am now.
1: And that's what you want to be. If you're committed to the evolution of self and, and expansion and perpetual growth and development of self, then you will embrace that. And you being who you are, you absolutely do embrace that. Wait, when I interview you next year to find out what degree you've like even honed the credibility muscle even more so than you already have now.
2: And I'm kind of curious too. Hey, can I give the URL for the Credibility Nation Summit? Yeah. (laughs) So it's a lot of times I I use a short URL service um, it's aha.pub, a h a dot p u b, and then you do a slash, mm-hmm. a c n for Credibility Nation, a dash, and then Summit. So aha.pub slash Summit, and it's a two-day event. It's absolutely worth worth uh, going to. You get to see Lisa McDonald and twenty-one other cool speakers. <laughs> I think I'm one of those.
0: <laughs> so, <Yeah>. um,
2: <laughs> and it's going to be really. I've looked at some of the things my team is doing. It is spectacular, but you're going to love it.
1: Well, I'm just honored to be a part of it. And when you reached out to me and you invited me to be a part of this, I thought, what has he got? What's he cooking up now? Like this guy's always got like some, you know, iron in the fire and he's always got, but you just, you become so more refined. I mean, when I think that your messaging or your purpose, or your endeavor, your pursuit, your whatever project that you're working on. When I think that it can't become more refined than it already is, you blow me out of the water, Mitchell. Like you do. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: well, this one is this one is quite evolutionary for me too. And this is I now am on my life purpose, and I, and yeah. we'll close with my life purpose. If if you imagine a scale. Let's say Lady of Justice, which is one of my favorite bronze statues. Mm-hmm. And you imagine on, on, on one side is Dubious Nation. And that's a side that's much heavier than the other because I believe that Dubious Nation is winning over Credibility Nation a thousand times over. So my life purpose, before I die, is to tip the scale. Brilliant.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I, I think for the way that you continually choose to live your life, I mean, I've got my own definition of, of living fearlessly, and it's always specific and unique to each individual person. Um, but I think you've got it down pat. But I would be interested as we're closing, uh, Mitchell, what does living fearlessly mean to you?
0: Mm.
2: You know, I, I think it's, I think it really is so in alignment with. So, so you I, you might have asked me that before in previous uh, previous interviews. I don't even know, but when I now think about how to answer your question, it's so in alignment with just living life as part of Credibility Nation. Yeah, and and that's there just you being you. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Right. It's it's the true you, the you that you can look back on your deathbed and you could say, man, I lived a life worth living.
1: And one that you're proud of.
2: Exactly. Hopefully that was a question or is that just a statement? Because the answer is yes.
1: (laughs) So, Mitchell, being cognizant of time, we've got to wrap up here. So where can people find you?
2: So I would say uh, come to the summit. So aha.pub/cn-summit. Um, mm-hmm. If if you want to reach out to me, the 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 one place that that lists almost, well, not all almost, but almost all the stuff, the things that are important is MitchellLevy360.com. So that's just my name, uh, Mitchell Levy, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L-L-E-V-Y360.com. And there you'll be able to see the stuff that I'm highlighting, connect me on social, find uh, access to my calendar and book time if that's appropriate. And uh, I I look forward to hearing hearing from you. More importantly, I look forward to seeing you as a citizen of Credibility Nation.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, Mitchell, I want to thank you once again for the gift of your time and for always showing up, playing your A-game. And it's not playing, you are your A-game. You know, everything that you embody it's 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 class, it's class, and, uh, <laughs> Thank you. you know, and, and to know that we continue throughout the years or the months, we continue to cross paths and we always find a way to play together and to inspire together and to show up together. Uh, The fact that you continue to extend these open-ended invitations for me to help you spread the message for what I, too, integrally believe in and what I want everybody to get on the same page with. Because, you know, if if you're not credible, who are you? And if you're not living a credible life, what are you doing, (laughs) right? And so if you're in that dubious camp, whether it's like 100%, 50%, Or even like 2%. There's always room for improvement. And we don't know what we don't know. So I really would highly encourage people to take notes, play this back, share it out. Because who doesn't want to be more credible? Who doesn't have room in which to improve and to grow and to expand and to be that ultimate beacon of light for other people? Where people do flock to you because they trust you. And they trust you because you're credible. So I just want to say, Mitchell, this has been fantastic. You're going to be coming back here again. uh, You're permanent staple here on living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, really grateful and, and excited about that. And to the listening audience, I want to thank you once again for the gift of your time. I'm exceptionally clear on my purpose. My purpose is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. So until next Friday, where we're joined by yet another guest, I wish you a safe, healthy, and uplifted weekend. Love and gratitude to all. And love and gratitude to you as well, my friend Mitchell.
2: Same here, Lisa. You're amazing.
1: Well, you're amazing. You can't see in me what's not in you. So right back at (laughs) you. Okay, everybody. Take care. Got to go. Bye-bye.